know you are capable of more, because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me for another great episode to help you own your career and own your life. And this is, <clears throat> these are things that I am working on doing for myself. It's been an ongoing uh, journey of growth. And, uh, you know, one day I realized, oh my gosh, I have so much experience and I've learned so much and I've done so much and I've tried so much that I can help other people do this, which is where kind of the idea for the book was born and the work that I'm doing now out there as a speaker and a content creator and everything that I'm doing is always with the mission of teaching and helping and inspiring more people to own their careers. And today I wanted to share some really great feedback I received recently, uh, really one of the nicest compliments. And the reason why I'm sharing is because it, it connects to a really important lesson that I have learned recently and have continued to learn and that I want to share with you because it, it could be one of the most profound and important lessons that you can learn in your life. And I think I've kind of learned this one over time, but it was really hammered in recently through a couple of speakers that I listened to, thought leaders, gurus, if you will, that I heard. And, um, you know, kind of light bulb went off. And I have been trying more and more to live this or realize that I was living this advice and uh, more and more every day. And then a friend of mine gave me a really big compliment on it. And I thought I need to share this with more people because this is something that can make a huge difference for someone's life if they're willing to adopt this. Now, it's not easy. It's, it's one of those things, as with any of these things in the personal development, personal growth world that you will learn uh, to improve yourself or your career, your life, whatever it is, that it, it's always sort of simple, not easy, right? Like, oh, yeah, just uh, go do that thing. Just follow your dreams, right? <laughs> like, okay, that's, yeah, okay, I will. Um, but it's not easy, right? So here is the very simple yet profound advice that I'm going to give you. And then I'm going to tell you about the compliment I received. I'm going to tell you about the advice that I have heard from other experts on this that reinforce this. So the simple advice is that when you truly know who you are and you love yourself, then you can truly live your life for who you want to be, right? You can live your life for me, for me. You can live your life for you. <laughs> Don't live it for me. When you truly know who you are and you love yourself, you can live your life for you and live a life that's true to yourself and be confident in who you are and stop worrying or worry less about what other people think. And as a result, more people will be attracted to you because of the way you confidently live your life and because you know who you are. And I have, uh, again, heard that advice recently. I've, and I've been sort of seeing that or feeling that in action for myself because I've done so much work over the years to really get to a place where I'm living my life for me and my family, of course, wife and kids. And I truly love myself for who I am. I'm not trying to be anybody else. Certainly there are lots of people that I admire and there are people that I learn from on a regular basis. And I'm not going to lie and tell you I never get jealous or envious of others because that would be a lie. I do. Uh, but it happens less and less because I love myself for who I am. 
and I know who I am and I realize what I'm capable of and that most of the things that I do in my life come down to my choices and my decisions, right? Not anybody else's. And therefore I can live my life for me. And as a result, I'm very confident in who I am. I love who I am. I can love other people openly and, um, you know, with inclusion and equity. And therefore, other people are more attracted to me because of my confidence in who I am. And I see that in action everywhere I go because I don't think about it that much. Because I think if, <laughs> if I was thinking about it all the time, that would be like bordering on... Um, some kind of arrogance or egotism or whatever it may be, like, oh, look how great I am. It's not like that at all. In fact, I'm committed to remaining very humble, and I know that I have a lot to learn from other people, and I don't try to dominate any situations or take over anywhere. I'm always sort of deferring and looking to learn from other people and let them be involved. In fact, I'm really big on inclusion, hyper-inclusion, if you will. Uh, if you come join my membership community, the Talent Development Think Tank community, uh, you'll see that it is hyper-inclusive. I'm always trying to include everybody in what's going on. I never think I know more than anybody else, but I'm very comfortable in who I am and the value that I bring to situations. And in fact, if I could go on a sl very slight tangent for that, for that point, um, I learned a lesson from a guy named Alan Weiss who has published many, many books, including The Million Dollar Consultant uh, or Million Dollar Consulting, Million Dollar Coaching, and other books. He's a he's like a a long time very successful seven figure consultant, and he helps other consultants build businesses in the corporate space. And I've been to one of his events, and um, I went to an event that he hosted in Atlanta in 2021, I think. And uh, my friend Leanne Hughes recommended I go to because she's in his mastermind and a big fan. And it was a great one day event, and I took lots of notes. But the one thing that he said that I took away from that event that has kind of reverberated and stuck with me, and I, he said it out there in social media. I don't think you needed to be at this event to hear him say this, but you know, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time to hear somebody say something. You're reading the book at the right time. And what he said was that the difference between arrogance and confidence, and let me back up the reason why he was teaching this. <laughs> the reason why he's teaching this is because so many people, when you get into running your own business and becoming a consultant or a coach or whatever, really suffer with imposter syndrome and this, um, there's sort of a challenge and, you know, you could be a, an employee in the corporate space and still suffer from imposter syndrome and have those limiting beliefs hold you back. But I think there's a big challenge when you're say running a business and you're trying to sell yourself and your services where, um, you don't want to come across as arrogant, but you know, you need to be like sort of confident and believe in your own abilities in order to sell yourself and make a lot of money. Right. And I've seen this uh, time and time again because I've been running my own business for the last few years. I've been networking with a lot of entrepreneurs, consultants, coaches, and seeing how they undercharge or undersell themselves. And I've done a lot of work to overcome that and, and really charge appropriately for the services that I provide. And one of the lessons that I learned came from this moment with Alan Weiss. And what he said was, you know, you're worried about uh, coming across as arrogant. You want to remain humble right? That's okay. The difference between arrogance and confidence is that when you're confident, you believe in the value of what you provide. So that value could be the job you do. It could be the, the coaching that you provide, the service you provide as a speaker or a consultant or whatever it is. You believe strongly that you will provide value for whatever you're charging. 
be it your salary or a project fee or whatever it is, right? You believe strongly in the value that you provide to any situation, right? Arrogance, so confidence is when you believe strongly in the value that you provide in any situation. Arrogance is when you believe you don't have anything to learn from anybody else. So when you just keep that in mind, that's the easy way to check and say, am I confident or am I crossing into arrogance? And that has really helped me because I have continued to build my confidence in the way I live my life, in the services that I provide to my clients, in the value that I give to people for the money I charge, or even if I'm not charging money, I can keep raising my prices and I can stick to my boundaries in terms of like when I'm willing to work and where I'm willing to travel and that sort of stuff in living my life the way I'm living it. And yet I know, I'm humble enough to know that I have always, always, always can learn from others. I never have it all figured out. My life is not perfect. My business is not perfect. And in fact, I am so hungry. I'm always looking to learn from others, right? So I can easily go to a client and say, hey, you want somebody to speak in your organization about owning your career? I am your guy. I am an expert on this subject. I have studied it relentlessly. And I believe that I have the ideas, the tips, the tricks, and the inspiration to help your employees take ownership of their careers. And if they do, if you hire me and they do, then it will be well worth the money that you're paying me. And at the same time, I'm still studying this and learning every day. I don't have it all figured out. I am still uh, ready and willing to learn more. You see, I don't believe I don't have more to learn from anyone else. I believe I have a ton to learn from anyone else. And I think there's a misconception I'm sort of straying from the original thought about loving yourself and attracting people and where I wanted to go with the advice. But there's a misconception that if you are uh, really humble and you think, you know, I don't have it all figured out, then people are not going to want to hire you. They're not going to want to buy from you. Right. And yet that's that's not true at all. I think we like working with humble people. We like working with humans who have real weaknesses and vulnerabilities and are not perfect. Um, I think we prefer to work with those people. We want them to be experts. If you're hiring a consultant or a speaker to come into your organization, you want them to be confident and um, competent, competent and confident, right? To know what they're talking about and to be able to help you. Um, but you don't want them to be arrogant because as soon as they come across as arrogant, people sniff that out. And as soon as they feel the arrogance, they turn off, right? You feel it. You've done it, right? You hear someone who's arrogant, you shut off, right? The reason you're listening to me, I would assume, is because you want help thinking about how to own your career and you find, I, I would hope, um, you find the content that I put out uh, helpful and attractive because I'm sharing things that I'm learning that I've done that can be helpful and I'm not saying, hey, it's my way or the highway or this is the only way to do it or I have it all figured out or I'm an expert, I'm perfect, whatever it is. No, no, not by any means, right? I've learned all these things. This is what's worked for me. I'm continuing to learn and I'm continuing to share lessons over time. So let me get back to the purpose of this episode, which is to share that really important lesson, which I said already, that when you know who you are and you truly love yourself, then you can live your life with confidence and the way you want to live it, a life true to yourself. And you don't have to worry about what other people think. And the more you live your life for you and the less you worry what others think, the more people are attracted to you because they don't have their lives figured out 
And they think you must have something special if you know who you are and your life, you have your life figured out, right? Now, you may not have it all figured out. It doesn't mean your life is perfect. It doesn't mean you can't learn from other people, right? It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean you don't fall down. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't get caught sometimes judging other people or judging yourself or giving yourself a hard time. It just means that you love yourself and you know who you are. You know what you want out of life. Uh, you go confidently through life and then other people are attracted to you. Now, I think the other important aspect of that that I've seen is that that allows you to also operate with an abundance mindset and really help other people. And so I have done so much work to really get to know who I am and what I want out of life to truly love myself. I mean, I really got to tell you at the, at the risk of sounding like a egotist or an arrogant person or whatever it is, I really do love myself. And in loving myself, I find the more I love myself, the easier it is to love other people. Like truly when I love myself, the more I love myself, the easier it is to love other people because I don't worry what they think about me and therefore I don't feel like I'm in competition with them or I'm trying to impress them. I can love them the way I love myself and I can really like spread love into humanity and I can really lean into my own personal mission of not only teaching and inspiring people to own their careers, but to spread kindness and generosity and love in the world. And I can do that more effortlessly because... I love myself because if I'm going to put a piece of content on social media and I, and I get, I put pressure on myself. I'm not putting enough content out on social media. I know that's true. Um, talking about this mission enough, but if I'm going to share that stuff, if I'm going to share that stuff, I need to share it openly and authentically and vulnerably and really share my thoughts and my passion and I need to really love myself and not worry about what other people think. And the more I lean into that, the more people seem to really um, connect with the message that I'm putting out there and the more of an impact I can make. So I know that I need to lean into that more. And when I, again, love myself and I know who I am and what I'm trying to do and I worry less or not at all, hopefully, about what other people think, then I can accomplish so much more and I can live a life true to myself. Um, by the way, this came up for me recently. I mentioned in my own book, in the book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. If you haven't read it yet, go grab a copy, uh, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com, or it's available on Amazon or Audible if you like listening to my voice. I mentioned in that book that uh, there's a book called Top Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, and she said that the number one regret of the dying is that I regret not living a life true to myself. And I'm reading another book now called Die With Zero, where that was brought up again. And I think it, it gets brought up a lot because we realize that so many people in society, most of us, are not living a life true to ourselves, whatever that means, because we're afraid of what other people think. And, you know, you've got to stop and ask yourself, how much have I held myself back because of fear of what other people think about me and the way I operate, my career decisions, my life decisions, uh, the job I have, who I'm with, the where I live, the way I live. Now, we got to recognize that, of course, we have people who are very influential in our lives, and we can't just be completely selfish and shut them out and do whatever the hell we want, right? If you're married, if you have children, those people are incredibly important, and you've got to take their opinions in consideration, right? <laughs> 
um, you know, if you are providing for your family, you'd rather go travel the world or, um, you know, play, go to the gym every day or play video games with your friends than like cook dinner for your kids. Like, ah, that's tough. You have obligations, right? And you need to take care of your family and their opinions matter. Um, the periphery of that is your parents, your siblings, um, your grandparents, other people in your family or close friends might have influence over where you live and how you live your life. But the problem is too many of us let them really influence too much how we live our lives, right? And oftentimes they're influencing without saying anything because we're actually holding back on doing the things we want because we're afraid of what they might think if we go pursue that job or we start our own business or we move to another city or we marry that, that person um, or you know whatever it may be. We, we hold ourselves back because we're afraid of what other people think. Um, I had a conversation the other night with a very good friend, who uh, someone very close to me, who was telling me how she had been wanting to post a picture on social media with her boyfriend, but she was afraid of doing it because she was afraid of what her friends back home would think. And I totally understand that. I lived most of my life, uh, especially up to my 30s, in fear. I was afraid of rejection, afraid of failure, afraid of judgment from others. And I held back from so many things. So I was always afraid of what other people would think. I think that somehow that, that got to me from a very young age. I don't know how. And then it was certainly reinforced in high school when I was surrounded by friends who were just constantly uh, giving each other a hard time, making fun of each other for everything. If you made one little mistake, you were going to get laughed at and and made fun of for weeks, right? And so... That was stuck in me for quite a while. And I don't associate with people like that anymore, right? I like to surround myself with really supportive people. Now, I think it's important to be able to have fun and tease each other. I tease my family and my friends, and I don't mind when they tease me about a mistake or whatever it is, right? But it can go too far. And you want to be around people who are positive and supportive and uplifting and who will support you in being whoever you are, right? And so I'm a big fan of of that, like figure out who you are and commit to living a life true to yourself and try not to worry too much about what other people think because you're living your life for you. You're not living your life for them. With the exception, of course, as I mentioned, if you have a spouse, significant other, you have children, you are living a life for them too. And yet sometimes people are holding them back and themselves back from doing things that they could or maybe should be doing because they're afraid of what those people will think. And it's, they wouldn't even like tell you to stop. Right. And I've seen it all a lot with, I used to be really involved with some father's groups, you know, dads who won't even go to the gym because they're afraid, well, that's really selfish of me to want to go to the gym when I could be spending time with my kids. And it's like, no, no, if you know, your kids are probably too young to answer this question. But you know, if you ask them later in life, Hey, would you want your father to take time away from you to go to the gym so that he could get healthier and live a longer life. Like, what do you think they would say? Of course they would say yes, right? Of course they would want you to go. And yet we hold ourselves back from doing these things. And of course, one of the things you can do when you're faced with tough decisions, I mentioned this in the book as well, is consult your future self. You know, you're not making it to the gym because you've got a lot of work to do and a lot of family obligations. You know, consult your 60, 70, 80 year old self. Would they want you to go to the gym and take care of your health? I bet they would. I bet they would because a lot of people get to the end of their lives and they think, man, I really wish I would have taken better care of my health. 
And virtually nobody gets to the end of their life and says, I wish I would have worked more. I really wish I would have worked more. Now, they might say, I wish I would have managed money better. Maybe I wish I would have made more money and saved more money. Um, but nobody says, I wish I would have worked more. So let me get to where uh, the lessons came from that really started to crystallize this idea of living a life true to yourself and loving yourself. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to a conference called VCon in Indianapolis. It's the new annual conference held by Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. Uh, he is a, a big role model for me, someone I follow a lot of his stuff. And I've had the, the, the pleasure, the honor to meet him a few times at different events. And this is the second conference that he's put on second year in a row. Uh, this year was in Indianapolis. And he had some really great speakers there this year. Uh, one of them, I want to recap uh, three of the speakers I heard um, and talk to you about what I, the, the few bullet points that I wrote down because they connect really well to this message that I want you to take away and think about how can I do a better job of living a life true to myself and really loving myself, excuse me. So the first one was Jesse Itzler, who was on the first day of the conference, and he was just amazing. If you don't know who Jesse is, you're not following him, highly recommend you go look him up on Instagram. Uh, of course, you're getting on Instagram. You haven't followed me. Go follow me on Instagram as well. But I'm not as, uh, you know, I won't say I'm not as impressive as Jesse Itzler, but he, he's definitely a role model and a hero as well. Uh, he's just an amazing speaker. He's an ultra marathon runner. He does all kinds of amazing things. Um, he's got a great family and he's married to a billionaire too, uh, Sarah uh, Blakely. So the guy's got a great life, but he works hard and he challenges himself and he inspires other people to do the same. And I'm really inspired by him. And in the talk that he gave at VCon, the opening talk, he talked about making your life your message, making your life your message and really thinking about, okay, what, how do I want to be significant in this world? Who do I want to help? What do I want to accomplish? And how can I live my life every day to make progress towards those things and think about what is my message that I want out there in the world and how can I make my life my message the way I want to live it? He talked about having urgency and not waiting, right? Because we procrastinate. We procrastinate on the things we want to accomplish, on following our dreams and to really have urgency to the things we want to try and do. He talks about will versus can. You know, someone says, I want to start this business or I want to get this job. I probably can do it, but will you do it? Will you do everything it takes to go do it? And he talked about a big difference between what you can do and what you will do. And he said that time is undefeated. And the only way to beat time is to show up, which was really profound in the moment. You know, time is always passing. We know it's passing. We take it for granted that we have, uh, you know, so much time. You know, I'm 43 and I still feel like, oh, I've got plenty of time left, but we don't know how much time. And it does continue to pass. And we do continue to get older and we do continue to miss out on potential opportunities, whether it be to spend time with our children or to start a business or to run a marathon, whatever the thing is that you want to do um, as time passes, we miss out on opportunities and, and maybe the chances become less to do certain things. And time is undefeated. It keeps going and we are going to die, right? The only way to beat time is to show up and do the things that we want to do or try to do the things we want to do, right? And not worry so much about what other people think because we know we only have so much time, right? Only one life, YOLO. And so I think it's really important to think about, you know, how are you showing up? How are you living your life? Are you living it the way you want to live it? Uh, another great keynote speaker there was Tim Tebow, the famous uh, quarterback from my alma mater, the University of Florida. 
Uh, he also played a little bit in the NFL. I personally think he was discriminated against and didn't get to play enough in the NFL, but that's all right. He's moved on to other things. He's a great speaker now. Um, he talked about really thinking about how are you going to live a life of significance and go out and achieve the thing you want to achieve and make an impact for others to help other people and really having urgency around that. And then I also heard a speaker named Eric Thomas, who uh, goes by the name, uh, the moniker, the hip hop preacher. And I had not heard of Eric Thomas before. Uh, he talked about being the number one speaker in the world. I don't know if that's true. He mentioned it many times. Uh, I don't know how that can possibly be proven. I talked earlier in this podcast about the difference between arrogance and confidence. I would say this man is extremely confident. I don't know that I found him to be arrogant. Um, I think he was borderline on some level, and yet he was like his charisma and his passion and his energy were still incredibly attractive. And obviously, from just hearing him talk, he gets booked in a lot of places to speak for a reason. He's just, he's big and he's bold and he's loud and he's brash, and he's confident, and he's very motivating and inspiring, and he's out there to try to get you to live your life for you. And he basically came in, I don't know, we talked for 45 minutes or whatever it was. It was really powerful. But he was just trying to get like really one point across to live your life for you. But he said three important things. I think it was three that he wanted us to remember. Um, he said, first, and this goes back to the lesson I taught you in this podcast. So this is kind of where it comes from. He helped me really formalize it. He said, first, figure out who you are and love yourself and do it for you and a few other people, right? Do it for you. Do it as in your life, your job, your career, whatever. Do it, your life for you. And he said a few other people, right? So that's probably your significant other if you have one, your children if you have them, maybe your siblings, maybe your very close friends, right? Maybe your parents, Figure out who you are and love yourself and do it for you. And he said, love yourself and be good with yourself. Your story and who you are are enough, right? So we're out there comparing ourselves all the time, looking at other people. Oh, they've accomplished this more than me. Am I, what am I been doing? Am I accomplishing enough? You are enough. Nobody is measuring you. I mean, people can judge you, but that's on them, not on you. And um, the thing I like to say when talking about comparison, because he's really getting into that, is that there are no trophies at the end of life, right? So you're not going to get to the end of life and whether we go to heaven or go anywhere, right? <laughs> I don't have the answer to that, um, whether it's an afterlife or not. But I don't think there's going to be anyone there handing out medals and saying, oh, you know what? Steve made more money than you, so you don't get to you don't get in, right? We, I think we know, we all know that's not going to happen. Uh, if there's any type of judgment or measurement, it's going to be about how kind you were and how much you helped other people, not about how much money you made or, you know, how much of an impact you made in the world, et cetera. Um, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous to think that. And yet we are always measuring ourselves against other people and putting ourselves down because we're like, oh, I'm not accomplishing as much as these other people. So when you love yourself, he said, love yourself and be good with yourself. Your story and who you are are enough. And then, um, so that was part of the first point was really figure out who you are and love yourself. The second point was don't be too consumed with what other people think about you. If you do what you love to do, that's all that matters. So don't be consumed with what other people think about you. Do what you love to do. And that's all that matters. And then he said, the world follows people who know who they are because most of the world don't know who they are. 
and is worried about what other people think. Other people think. So if you know who you are, and you are love yourself, and you're confident, people will be attracted to you because people are attracted to confident people. Um, he also said your bank account will look like it's supposed to when you realize who you are. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think you can really get clear on who you are and love yourself, and still not make a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of other factors in there. Um, but if you are an entrepreneur, you are trying to build a business, I do think it's really important to do these first steps to really get comfortable with who you are and live your life for you and build a business for you. And there's a good chance that you are going to make more money as a result. I mean, I'm living proof of that. I have definitely seen it time and time again for me. Uh, if you're building a career in corporate or somewhere else, I think the more you get clear on who you are and what you stand for, your values, and you love yourself you don't worry as much what other people think, you can show up and commit to providing value and um, limit your expectations and your attachments so that if you end up with a bad boss or a company that doesn't recognize your work or maybe it's just not a fit, right? I've been in plenty of jobs where uh, maybe I worked hard, but honestly, my strengths and weaknesses just not match what they were looking for and I wasn't providing the value they wanted and it didn't work out. I didn't get a promotion they probably were frustrated with me and wanted to let me go. That's not a personal judgment of my character. That's just a strengths mismatch. It's, a, it's just a, I didn't fit into that job. And you might be in one of those jobs now where you're frustrated and you're like, I can't move up. It's not working. Well, maybe it's not a good fit for you. Maybe like you got to take a look at your strengths and your values and what you care about and what you're good at and what you enjoy doing and ask yourself, does this match with the job and the career I'm doing, or maybe do I need to be doing something different? But the point is that when you know who you are and what you stand for and what your values are and you love yourself, then you can show up. And when it doesn't work out, when they go, you know what? Um, we got to make some cuts. We got to let you go. Or I don't think this job is working out. You can walk away. It's going to be disappointing, of course, but you can walk away and say, okay, that didn't work out. I'm going to go try something else. And maybe the next thing will be a better fit. Maybe it'll be a better opportunity. For me and get excited about that. So that connects nicely actually to one other point I wrote down from the conference, which was from Steve Bartlett, who is on the Dragon's Den in the UK, is a really popular podcast. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember what the name of the podcast is offhand, but it's extremely popular in the UK. Um, and he's uh, on the, the UK version of Shark Tank, which is the Dragon's Den. He's a very successful entrepreneur and investor. And he said, uh, he was talking about, uh, he was asked about one of the most popular episodes or most profound piece of advice he'd received from a guest. And um, it was from a guest who talked about happiness. And he said, happiness comes when expectations are met. When our expectations are not met, we're unhappy, right? This sounds simple enough. And the reason why it's so profound is because we place such expectations on things. And as I've said many times, the, you know, the root of all disappointment is missed expectations, right? And so we have high expectations of, oh, I'm going to take this job and I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to move up and be promoted and be successful. And then it doesn't happen. We're unhappy, right? Versus if you just said, hey, my only expectation is that um, I enjoy my work and I'm paid fairly and I'm paid regularly, you know, on time. You could be happy with that, right? Obviously, you can want more but maybe limit your expectations for what needs to be delivered. Uh, so anyway, getting back to these lessons, really important to know who you are, love yourself, and live a life true to yourself. And when you can stop worrying what other people think, um, then you can be confident. You'll be attractive to other people. 
I also think it's really important. I talked about really knowing what your values are. I think we're at a point, <laughs> we've been at this point many times, we're at a point in, in society today, I'm thinking about American politics in particular, where many people's values are misaligned. And actually, in many cases, I think people's values are aligned like 80%, but it's that 20% makes a big difference in political parties and whatnot. Um, what I would love to see is that people get confident in what their own values are, and yet they're open-minded enough to have a discussion and find out what other people think and be respectful of that, right? Can you say, oh, I believe in this. This is what's important to me. And I see that that other thing is important to you. So I'm going to respect that and let you live your life the way you want to live your life. Uh, it would be nice if we could have more of that. Now, I recognize that at some point, uh, we've got to make laws about how everybody gets to live and what they get access to and things like that. But it would be nice if more people could live their life for them and be respectful of how other people are living their lives as well. Now, getting back to living your life for you, the last thing I want to talk about is overcoming fear because that's the biggest thing that's holding people back and holding you back and holding has held me back in the past from living my life that why I want to live it. And that's fear of failure, fear of judgment, and fear of rejection, the three big fears. Uh, Gary V did the closing keynote at VCon, and he talked about overcoming fear. And he basically answered questions from people. And I wrote down some points from some of the things he said, which is, uh, here are a few. Uh, the fear of failure is external, not internal. You're scared to fail in front of others or let someone else down. So when you can move past that, then you only worry about what you think, then there's not as much fear to fail, right? Because what is failure? Failure is just trying to something and it not going the way you wanted it to and maybe being disappointed in the result. But if you're not worried about what other people think, you just get up and try something else. You try it again, right? Think about kids. Think about when you're, you're, you were a toddler or you had a toddler that's learning to walk. Like they don't worry about other people are judging them when they fall down, right? They just get back up and try again, right? Everybody's cheering for them. All of a sudden we get to be adults and we're like afraid that if we try something and fail, everyone's going to laugh at us and judge us. It's usually not the case. And if they are judging us, that's on them, not on you, right? So fear of failure is external, not internal. Uh, we shouldn't be scared of losing. Gary said, life is all about losing. We're all constantly losing, right? We make mistakes all the time. He said, fall in love with micro losing to get to macro learning, which I thought was so great, so profound. We're gonna, If we're going to be trying a lot of things, we're going to be losing and making mistakes, but we are going to continue to learn and grow and get better. And that's really what life is all about. Um, he asked, who are you scared to lose in front of? And he was kind of pointing out that, you know, we could say on a macro level, like, I'm afraid of what everybody thinks. But really, he's suggesting there's probably one or two or three people or a group of people that you're really afraid to lose in front of. You're afraid of failure and failing in front of. You're afraid of judgment. It's maybe your family, your parents, your friends from back home, your brother, your coworkers. Like, who is it? That one person on social media that always makes fun of you when you post vulnerable stuff. And can you address that? by either talking to them about it or just, you know, ignoring them and forgetting about what they think, right? Um, he said, we need to deploy compassion, not resentment. You can build a business, uh, or he said, you can't build a business until you're good. Like you gotta be good with yourself and with other people, and then you can go build whatever business you wanna build. But compassion over resentment, it's really, really hard. I've worked so hard on this, so hard on this. I mean, there's definitely a couple people in my life that I still feel, uh, you know, a, a little bit of resentment towards because of things in the past. 
And I have done so many meditations and affirmations. I want so badly to move past this. I don't want to be resentful of anybody. And I try to live with empathy, right? And realize that anybody who's done things that we consider to be hurtful or wrong, they were probably doing the best they could in that moment. Um, They didn't know any better. They may not have even been trying to hurt us. And it came across that way and they don't even know. So we've got to deploy more empathy and more compassion and not resentment. Um, And uh, he talked about people being obsessed with judging things while they're still in progress. Like, hey, you're just starting this project. Uh, Maybe give it some time, right? Maybe learn from what's going on. And so I wrote down, uh, as that was all finishing up, my commitment was that I'm going to invest more in myself and let go of fear and create more content to share my voice and help others. And I need to go hard after my goals and make stuff work and live my life for me and stop judging myself or others. And that when I'm really living a life true to myself, that I love myself and living a life true to myself, and I'm really leaning into my own mission and purpose to love and support my family and others, to spread kindness, um, to help others, to teach others to live, to live intentionally, to own their careers, that I'm going to continue to be more successful and more happy. And I'm going to help other people do the same thing. So that's my commitment. I'm going to end with that. Uh, I really appreciate you tuning in again. If you haven't gotten a copy of my book, own your career, own your life. It's available on Amazon. We have bonus resources on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. Uh, right there, you can download the uh, five steps to owning your career, the biggest uh, top five biggest career mistakes, my affirmations that I use on a regular basis, uh, and much more. It's all free. Um, and you can also get signed copies of the book and other things on there, uh, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Uh, if you work for an organization and you're interested in having someone come in and speak to your employees about owning their careers, then uh, reach out to me, Andy at andystorch.com. I'm always happy to to talk and and see if uh, it's a it's a match. It's it's going to be valuable, right? Um, I talked about earlier at the very beginning of this, being confident in my own abilities. I know I can provide value when our objectives align. So I always start with a conversation to make sure that our objectives align. Find out what you're trying to achieve, and then do you have the budget? And um, then like do the logistics match up, right? So reach out if you're looking for something like that. Uh, Otherwise, I would just ask that you, you know, take these lessons to heart. Think about who you are, who you want to be, how you want to live your life, who you need to take with you, who you need to cut out, and how you can be live a life more true to yourself so that you get to the end of your life and you go, yeah, I feel pretty good about how I live my life because, yeah, I made some mistakes. You know, I never made it to Alaska Um, you know, I lost, I didn't have as much money in the end as I wanted or, you know, whatever it was, I pissed a couple people off, but I really lived a life true to myself and I feel good about how I live my life and the people I helped and the impact I made. And, um, at the end of the day, that may be all that matters. So think about how you want to live that. Thanks again for listening. Um, I'm rooting for you and I will talk to you next time.